Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Love you guys so much. I got shoulder problems today. I'm just going to tell you. I got, I don't know what I did. I was doing my hair and um, <laughs> my hair is like an issue. Anyways, I don't know. I think I pulled a muscle in my shoulder. Ugh, it hurts. Anyway, welcome to the show. We've got a great show for you guys today. And I am under the impression, actually, it absolutely is Valentine's Day. I'm not under the impression. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day out there. I love love. Love is awesome. Um, we're not going to talk about love today, but I just felt like you needed to hear from me. I love you. Jesus loves you. Um, I love my husband. I love my children. Um, I love love. And that's all we're going to say about Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to you guys out there today. Uh, We thank you so much for joining us. I I want you, uh, I'm so thankful that we get to hear from you guys. Hey, follow along on social media. You know, we're over there. Everybody's over there. Um, Facebook. um, Recently, I have done some stuff with Twitter. So, you know, it's like a resurrection of the Twitter world in my world. Um, Also, Instagram. uh, We've started putting little short videos over on Instagram because Instagram, I mean, come on, it's just fun. Uh, Come over and join us. Autumn Miles, you can find me over there. We love, love, love hearing from you guys. Also, we're listener supported. That means you, Cupcake. Um, We have really relied on the generosity of y'all up to this date. And I would just say, you know, if God has laid it on your heart to support our ministry, um, we would absolutely be so so, so honored and so thankful for you to donate to it. You can go to autumnmiles.com, click the donate button, and I think you can give a reoccurring amount or you can give, um, you know, just a one-time amount. But, you know, if God lays it on your heart to do so, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, we've had a lot of people that have sacrificed and, um, you know, I'm going to ask you to do it as well. Thank you so much for listening. I want to get into what we're going to talk about today. I love this topic. And I, I, I know that I go to it a lot because it was the word of God in its rawness and realness that transformed my life. Um, religion, religion didn't do it, um, for me. Now I'm, I'm very, very thankful for, um, you know, for, for the principles and things like that, that, that I learned growing up in the church, but it wasn't the rules that uh, changed my life. Okay. It was the raw word of God put to work in me. Um, today we're going to talk about taking God at his word and not complicating it. It's, the reason why we talk about bold truth and raw faith on this show, because the bold truth of a simple verse will change your life if applied and believed. I find um, 
we want to add so many things. Hey, listen, I'm an author. I, I, I've, I'm about to release my second book. I'm so thankful for those that, that will buy it and have bought um, my first book. And, and a lot of people have a lot of good things to say. Um, I love, I love the art of writing. I, I absolutely love it. However, I know, and other Christian authors know as well, that it's not their words that are going to transform your life or your world or your problems or your family or your marriage. They can help, but ultimately it is God's word that will do that. I want, I want you guys to understand that um, in order to radically transform your life, the Bible has to be involved, okay? Um, I am shocked at the number of people that will ask me for advice, and I'll say, have you read the Word of God? Have you ever gone here in the Scripture? And they'll say, no, I, I, I haven't read God's Word in a couple of years. Yet they're trying to live the Christian life and not engaged in the word of God. I, I, I find that you will never be able to do those two things. You will never be able to live a victorious Christian life with lack of education of what God's word says. You must be in it. It must be hidden in you. So when you are tempted, so when you do have a big decision to make, so when you do have to humble yourself, you can remind yourself of the truth that the Bible gives us to live by. I'm so thankful that the Bible has led me, God's word has led me throughout my life once I got my life right with him. I want you today to take God at his word and stop complicating it. Um, sometimes I love my devotionals and I there's one, I've read streams in the desert every day for, oh gosh, 18 years. Um, every single day, my streams in the desert is... I absolutely love it. And I would recommend you going to get it. But there are periods of time that I will put my devotional down and I will pick up God's word alone because it does stand by itself. It doesn't need a devotional to go with it. It absolutely will stand by itself and read simply the pages of it and let it change me, not rely on my devotional to inspire me. I need God's word to change me. And yet I find that we're in a culture that we are dependent on what other people think, what other people say, tradition, religion. I want you to pick up God's word and stop complicating it. And I got a passage of scripture to go along with what I'm saying. John 4, 47 through 54 says this. Actually, I'm going to pick it up in verse 46. Therefore, he came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. Ooh, we just talked about that this week. And there was a royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and was imploring him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. And Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. The royal official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son lives. Listen, listen, listen. We're going to camp on this. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. He was now going down. His slaves met him saying his son was living. 
So he inquired on them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the hour in which Jesus had said to him very rawly, very plainly, your son lives. And he himself believes in his whole household. This is the second sign that Jesus performed when he came out of Judea into Galilee. I have two two-year-olds. I love them both. Um, I love all four of my kids, but I'm going to focus on the two-year-olds because they just give great sermon illustrations. So my daughter comes in. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm tired, okay, I'm super tired. Um, I, 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 I kind of, our couch is located in a central location in our house, and uh, we actually bought the house because I knew that I could sit in the living room, but I could see like, like the kitchen. I could see like the front door, um, uh, uh, where our living room is. We have a very open concept home. And so I'm kind of aware of everything that's going on in our home, sitting in one location, being a mom for a while, uh, being a professional mom will get you thinking like that when you go to buy a new house. So here I am sitting in on the couch and, um, I'm hearing some ruckus go on in my son's room, which, which is really just not too far from where I'm sitting. So I, I'm hearing, I, I, I can hear what's going on. My two-year-old daughter runs in in all of her 23-pound fury and looks at me with her hands and I'm like trying to watch whatever I'm trying to watch on TV and she shakes her hands. I'm actually doing it in the studio as if you can see it. She shakes her hands up and down and she says, Mommy, Moses just peed on the floor. And I was like, what? Moses, mommy, Moses just peed on the floor because she doesn't say her L's yet. Really, really cute. So I'm looking at her trying to, first of all, translate what she's saying. Um, And as soon as I understand, mommy, Moses just peed on the floor. I immediately step to action. I stand up. I run in my son's room. I look at him. He is totally naked. Um, And he did, in fact, pee on the floor. Okay. We, I I had to take some time out, clean them up, you know, throw them in the bathtub, you know, that whole thing. Um, they're potty training clearly. And, um, we had to teach him the floor is not the toilet. And that, in that moment, it was a beautiful teaching moment. I did not look at my daughter Haven and say, are you sure? Can you give me a sign that Moses peed on the floor? Could you create confirmation some way for me that Moses peed on the floor. I need you to come to me with tangible evidence before I believe you that Moses did in fact pee on the floor. And that didn't happen. When she looked at me in her two-year-old way, I immediately believed her word and I sprung into action. Now, isn't it interesting that we in our lives but will believe a two-year-old sometimes over a, a almighty, sovereign, omniscient, omnipresent God who tells us something that is more tangible than what my two-year-old is telling us. We will ask him for signs, wonders, confirmation, this, that, and the other, but we simply do not take him at his word. How elementary of us to believe a two-year-old over a sovereign God. But yet, isn't that what we do? I'm trying to challenge you and stir 
um, the desire inside of you to actually believe what God says the first time. I want I want to go to this um, passage of scripture that I just read to you. Um, when Jesus heard, this is in John four forty seven. When Jesus when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and was imploring him to come down to heal his son for he was at the point of death. And so Jesus said to him, and this is, this tells you kind of the mentality of Jesus at the moment. This tells you kind of how frustrated he was with humanity at this moment, because, you know, he had gone around, he had traveled around and he had done, um, he, he had began healing people and, and, you know, doing the Jesus thing, um, in, in different parts of the country. So Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, You simply will not believe. That is so, to me, so convicting. He is looking at a man who is saying, hey, hey, come and heal my son. He's sick right now. And Jesus sort of chirps back at him and says, listen, unless you people see signs and wonders, you're not going to believe anyway. Jesus seemed to me to be frustrated even right there. But yet... We ask God to do something for us. He tells us he will do it for us. And yet we demand in our humanity signs and wonders and proof from God Almighty to the point where in this passage of scripture, he was frustrated. Is that not convicting a little bit? Now, that convicts me, myself, and I over here at at the Autumn Mile Show. There has been many times when God has said, Autumn, I I am going to do this. I have a promise to stand on. I have a promise to cling to. I've asked for him to interject himself in a certain situation in my life. And God has said, I will actually do it. Two months later, it hasn't happened yet. And so I go back to him and say, Lord, could you give me a verse? Could you give me a sign? Could you make, you know, so and I don't know, so-and-so show up on my Instagram with a specific verse. We go to crazy lengths to um, confirm what a God who cannot lie promises. And at this point, Jesus was frustrated with that request. Is that you? Will you believe him without? Will you believe him without? Now, he knows that we're flesh, guys. I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, you know, kill you today with what I'm saying. He believes that we're the, we, we, we are flesh. He knows. He knows um, that we get weary when the wait is long. He knows that we weary. But there needs to be a maturity in faith where you grow to the point where God's word is enough. You know, I think back 100, 200 years ago, you know, however long ago, they didn't have devotionals. <laughs> they didn't have a ton of best-selling authors. Um, no one was publishing books, you know, back in the day. They had the book, and it was the book that they lived by. As they prayed, they went to the book for confirmation. They went to the Bible to stand on. Church was so much more prevalent back back then. There's churches everywhere, but they're not as full as they were because they had the source, the word of God to back them. And they had no choice but to stand on it. Unless you people see signs, wonders, you simply will not believe. Um, I'm not saying it's wrong to ask for a sign and wonder. 
But once God has said it, you don't need it. That is enough. I remember when God told me um, to start a ministry, um, you know, all I had was his word because I had absolutely no hope. There was absolutely no um, encouragement whatsoever. Um, and I did believe it. I, I will say in my in the small amount of faith that I had then, I, I did believe it. I knew that God Almighty was speaking to me. I did believe that he was going to do it. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. I didn't know through what avenue. But I, I actually did believe it. And it's it's crazy to me that uh, very recently um, I went to my own church, uh, Shoreline City, uh, which I recommend everyone to go to. I love my pastors, Pastor Earl and Onika McClellan. But um, I, Pastor Earl was preaching and, and he, you, I hadn't even asked for God to really encourage my heart that day. But I was sitting there not asking for a sign, not asking for a wonder, not asking for confirmation of anything. And uh, my pastor gets up and he speaks from the same passage of scripture that God gave me the original promise from all those years ago. And it encouraged my heart greatly. You know, sometimes God God does want to encourage us. He does want um, to confirm. He does want to affirm. He does want to lead us and guide us. But And he will do that without us even asking him. We have to watch for it, but he'll do it without us even asking him. Um, I didn't ask for that day, but it happened. I didn't need it, but he graciously gave it to me as a gift anyway. Because I have believed since he told me that in 2003 that it would happen and it definitely clearly has been. So Jesus said to him, unless you people believe signs and wonders, you won't believe. See, the royal official said to him, sir, come down before my son dies. And Jesus said to him, go, your son lived. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. Now this man um, shocked Jesus probably. Because he simply believed the word. He didn't ask for confirmation. He didn't ask for a sign. He believed the word. He believed the word. He believed through faith. The simple, raw words of a living God. No devotional to support it. No rainbow in the sky to support it. He simply believed the word. And God blessed that simple belief. And he was going down. And his people came to him. He inquired of his son. And he was getting better. He asked for the time. And the father knew that when they told him the time, It was the exact time that Jesus intervened into his life. I wonder today what you think about the word of God. If you're in it, if you're not, God's word will not confuse you. It will guide you. It won't lie to you. It is truth. You don't need anything added to the word for it to be just as true as if he did Add, confirm, support, give you a sign, give you a wonder. God's word stands alone. It is resolute. It does not need any frills. It is complete. And it is to be used in your life to teach you, to grow you, 
to correct you, to encourage you. It is complete. No self-help book needed, no devotional needed, no religious rule needed, no fancy, fancy ritual needed. God's word alone is truth on every subject concerning you. It's truth. So a simple message today um, as we sort of close out this, I want you to simplify your asks. When you're praying and you're asking God, hey, listen, God, I need an answer for this. I want you to take God at his word. Simplify it. If he says he's going to do it, he will absolutely do it. Your faith will grow when you take God at his word. And there is honestly a freedom that comes with that that I've learned over the years um, to simply take God at his word. Um, it's, it's a freedom that um, no man can refute. You know, when I'm reading a self-help book or when I'm reading a, 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 a book by a human author, a lot of times I'll take what they say and I'll think, man, that's really, really good. That was really smart. That really did challenge a place in me. But challenge doesn't change. God's word is the thing um, that changes. I can take God's word, spend the same amount of time in it, and I will leave changed, not challenged. So I um, I wonder today, first of all, if you're not in a habit of reading God's word, today's the day. Okay, you need it. You need it. You're, you are not going to be able to receive all the promises of God or all the good stuff um, without knowing how to get there, knowing the principles to complete your promise, to get to your promise. You're not, you're not going to be able to do it. So make a routine. Uh, we had a live show last um, week, uh, actually a couple of weeks ago, and um, a lady was saying, you know, how do I develop a routine? Very, very, I, I actually told her, get a devotional. If you've never read the word of God, get a devotional, get a good Bible-based devotional. There is a passage of scripture at the top of most devotionals, um, or they wouldn't be a devotional. Read, read that verse, whatever they feed you, whatever they give you. And then I would take that verse on the top of the devotional for that day. And I would open it up and I'd read the whole chapter. Um, if you get a six week, seven week, 40 day, 365 day devotional, it will get you in a habit of um, going to God's word daily for food, for, um, for, to feed you. Um, but some days I want you to simply put the devotional down, open up the scriptures and um, go to a passage of scripture uh, and ask the Lord to speak to you with. It's so very important. That's why we talk about bold truth here, because it is bold. It might be simple. It might be old fashioned, but you know what? It's always relevant. Um, it might not be what the cool thing to do is, but it will change your life. And to me, that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, I want you to develop a routine to do that. If God says it, he will absolutely do it. I want you guys to, to thank you guys as we're closing out. I'm going to pray for you. I want to thank you guys for tuning in um, so faithfully every single day. Thank you to all the listeners that we get to hear from. I'm just going to pray for you. Uh, Lord, we just, we, we love, we love you. And God, we love everything that you do for us. God, we we thank you, Lord, for giving us the resource of your word. God, I pray that you would forgive us when we don't believe it. You would forgive us when we don't resource 
ourselves and arm ourselves with the truth of the Bible. Lord, I pray, Lord, that your word would become so completely awake and alive. God, I pray that you would give all of my listeners today a passion for it, a hunger for it, a desire for it. God, I pray that you would speak to them through it. God, I pray that you would illuminate truths that they specifically need. Lord, we know it is the living word of God that that will speak to all of us in our specific situations at any time. God, I pray that you would do the impossible um, and encourage those impossibly hard places through your word and your listeners today. I thank you for the amazing resource that it is. I thank you that you were so gracious, loving, kind, generous to give that to us. So God, I pray that we would utilize it today. I pray for all those out there that are going through some really difficult situations today. Lord, I pray that you're, that, that they would get hope from you. You are their stability. You are the rock. You can be trusted. You will not fail us. And God, I thank you. I thank you for what you're going to do in our listeners' lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.